May old acquaintance be forgot as we look back at the year that was 2022 in this week's episode of the Midwesterners podcast. I'm your host, Brian Stoffel, joined as always by my co-host, my partner in crime, my sidekick, my co-pilot, K.O. Kyle Olson. We are the Midwesterners. That's M-I-D-W-E-S-T-E-R-N. E-R-D-S. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Midwestern Nerds. We are the Midwestern Nerds podcast on Facebook. If you'd like to send us an email, you can send that to MidwesternNerds at gmail.com. You can listen to and stream this show and all brand new episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you stream and listen to your podcasts. This week, like I said, we're going to be taking a look back at the year that was 2022 since... This is going to be our last episode of the year. <laughs> uh, I noticed I noticed editing to last week's episode that we totally missed our 100th episode. I, I know our TV talks like kind of threw off the oh. numbering order, but we we upload and we do all of our podcast stuff on Anchor. And Anchor told me last week that we were at 103 episodes and i was like we just missed it wow. by like a month so happy 100 to us it's been wild and crazy ride but before we go into our 2022 look back we got to revisit last week which was the most wonderful time of the year christmas kyle any any highlights? Any anything great that happened this year at Christmas? Any any anecdotes about the Yuletide cheer that you want to share? I just thought of one that I'm not sure if I should talk about on a podcast that goes out on the internet. <laughs> you know what? No, I probably shouldn't. We're gonna keep that one. I'll tell you after the podcast. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> listeners. Uh, I just realized that that may. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, the highlight, I mean, I can talk about my presence, right? Like I, I basically, I'm at to the point in my life now where I asked for a bunch of new kitchen appliances and utensils and dishes and stuff for the cat. Like that's what I got. I got a new litter box and a new automatic feeder and I got new pots and pans and I'm going to get new dishes. All my stuff was hand-me-downs before. So now I'm actually starting to build my own uh, collection of stuff. So that's nice. Um, so that was kind of my Christmas. My my grandma gave me money to pick something out and I'm going to get myself like a bar, like a mini like like not a fucking full-size bar because i'm living in an apartment but like i'm gonna get like a bar table that kind of thing um nice so yeah I, overall like really really good christmas i uh my brother oh my gosh i sent you my i sent you the snap but my brother got one of my new favorite fucking pops ever uh this one i looked it up it came out this year and it's a it's black panther and it's got the cover uh behind it and it's in the pop is the black panther on the cover it's super old super cool i yeah. Is that the first issue of Black Panther that covered? I believe so. Um, let's see here. I think so. No, T'Challa returns to his rightful realm where he wants the most insidious enemy of all. Can't tell you. I, January 7th. It's only 37, 35 cents for this one. Yeah, I could. I wish I had more information for you. 
Here, hold up the... I'll hold up the back so it's easier for you to see. That is issue number seven. Oh, so, oh, I see. Okay, okay, okay. Came yeah. out in January, but yeah. I see what you mean. Okay. Yep, the old uh, comic veteran here. Yep. <laughs> Black Panther issue seven. That is a cool cover, though. It is a very cool cover, and yeah, the 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 pop itself is yeah, it's just very cool. I I didn't even know they made stuff like this. I haven't seen these, and yeah, some of the, those can be very hit and miss. The sure. one that like I thought was really cool, but could have been even cooler, was they have uh, Amazing Fantasy fifteen, which is the first appearance of Spider Man, mm -hmm. and like it's got the Spider Man like he's he's swinging on the web and they've got that pop and then the cover in the background. Nice. What they don't have though is the little dude that he's like saving that he's got under his arm. So he's got like a little dude on the oh. cover. He's got a dude under his arm while he's swinging sure. uh, with the other. And the little dude isn't in the pop. Like it's just him like swinging. And I was like, oh, that you almost got it. <laughs> and I feel, I feel like that's what a lot of those ones are for me like a lot of those either uh comic book covers or even like the album like yeah i don't know let's say like uh alex cooper for sure. an album of him like sure. they'll, they'll have like him but like something else will be going on on the album cover and it's like why couldn't you include like the whole thing make it yeah. that much cooler but yeah. uh is what it is yeah. um but I, I, the highlight of my weekend, and maybe we'll, maybe I won't dive too much into this. It depends on how we're going to be talking the rest of the episode. Friday night, I watched two movies over the weekend. Friday night, I went and saw Violent Night because I had to. It was the Christmas season, and you gave it rave reviews. Everyone I talked to gave it rave reviews, and I will too because it was phenomenal. It's fun. It's horrifying. It's hilarious, and I it it is now on my must watch list every Christmas uh, because yeah, that was just such a fun movie. Oh, absolutely! I it's not recency biased at this point anymore because it's been a couple weeks since I've watched it. Where <laughs> I I mentioned to you before we recorded, we're gonna do like our every every podcast every youtuber every everybody who's got a voice on the internet does like their their top lists of the year and they're mm -hmm. like their best and their worst and it's mm -hmm. usually like the and they usually title it like the best movies of 2022 and the worst movies of 2022 and that's an opinion and all opinions mm -hmm. opinions are subjective uh, it's just me with the wording we're going to do our favorites and least favorites episode of 2022 next week. So we, we might sprinkle some of the things in here, like here and there with yeah. our year in review uh, episode this week. But like I mentioned to you before we, we started recording, there are still a couple movies that I'm trying to like squeeze onto my list, like squeeze into my week this week before the end of the year so that it can be officially like 2022. Mm -hmm. And so, that's why we're saving that for next week. But I can say Violent Night definitely spoiler for next week, but it's it's in my top three. Is it really at, at least? I is it the best movie that came out this year? <laughs> no. No. Is it the movie that I think I had the most fun with? And like 
still obsessively think about it even after Christmas is done. Absolutely. Like that movie was just a brilliant, phenomenal ride. It's 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 a movie that I didn't know that I need. <laughs> yep. Yep. And I am so glad that it delivered because like we mentioned last week, the trailers made it like showed how amazing it was. But that premise could easily go south very quickly to just be the an eh to that wasn't a yeah. great movie at all. And it that wasn't the case. This is an awesome movie. It's on VOD. They they put it on VOD right before Christmas, just in case you didn't want to go out to the theater and you wanted to, you know, chill at home with your family. So if you don't want to go out to the theater to see it, definitely get it on VOD because it it's worth it i i said last week i'll say it again i am going to buy it when it comes out physically it's going to sit on my shelf right between die hard and jingle all the way and that's probably the order that i'm going to watch that movie in from here on out every christmas good um and real quick because obviously we're going to be talking about that next week and there's something else we're going to be talking about next week but i want to give a non-spoiler talk real quick because brian hasn't seen it i'm sure a lot of people haven't seen it yet but I need to talk about Avatar The Way of Water. Are you going to save that for best stuff? Or do nope. you have something else? <laughs> I can do another. <laughs> I can do something else for best stuff. I don't even care. Maybe this, sure, maybe this will be it. Maybe I'll retroactively make it, but I just need to talk about it right now. It's just, it's so good. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. I came out of the movie theater thinking it was a perfect movie and it was 10 out of 10. And I just had such an incredible time watching it. Um, it's not. There's, there's, there's issues with it. There's some there's some things that I had to fix with headcanon and you know what after thinking about it afterwards. And there's there's some plot points that some people have brought up that it's like okay yeah I can see why people had questions about that or whatever. But I I experienced none of that in the theater while I'm watching it. I was fully invested. The length of the movie is warranted because it tells a lot of story. Like James Cameron was talking about it. He he. he he did this length on purpose. He needed to tell all this story. There's a lot of new characters and there's a lot of things to dive into and it's worth it because I was fully, fully, fully invested um, in the climax and the ending and playing with characters lives. Uh, it was just, I was crying at several times in the movie. I like it. It was so good. I recommend a rewatch of avatar. It's not needed, but I, I do recommend a rewatch of the first avatar. If you have the time, I, I, I also watched this in 3D. Strongly recommend. I think it added so much to the movie. I also seeing a couple of the trailers, seeing the Ant-Man Quantumania trailer in 3D. Holy shit. I'm going to see that movie in 3D. <laughs> um, yeah, this movie was, I, I still, even with some of the issues that people have brought up, it, you know, as I'm trying to get other people's thoughts about this, like I can see, I can see where there's plot issues, right? But like, I still just, it again, James Cameron. It's it, he delivered on the visuals. He delivered on the storytelling. He delivered on the world building. He just did. He there's a reason this took so long. I mean, there's multiple reasons it took so long. But like he, he he nailed it. And there's a reason he's a perfectionist because when he does something the way he wants to do it, it comes out amazing. I cannot talk enough about this movie. I cannot wait until we can dive into like spoilers next week. Uh, hopefully, uh, I. I won't if Brian doesn't see it by then, but yeah, I just, I absolutely love this movie. I cannot recommend going to see it enough. I will be going to see it multiple more times while it's still in the theater and I will be buying it and watching it at home as many times as I can. Like this was, 
incredible. I absolutely love this movie. Two questions. Okay. Um, what were your thoughts and feelings on the first Avatar movie before seeing this one? Because I, I know y your love for the second one. I, yep. I don't I don't want to mix thoughts and feelings on that. Nope. I I remember I remember when the movie came out. I absolutely loved it. Um, it is a very again because I rewatched it. Uh, it's a very simple storyline. It's a very simple plot. It's very beat by beat. It's very like the story's been told several times. But uh, I think the visuals back then just again blew everyone away, and they do it again. Um, so I enjoyed it for that. I again rewatching it. I there's just there's just details that I like in in the story building and in some of the ways. I'm trying to I'm trying not to take in what I saw from two because there's there's things that they obviously set up in one that are now paying off in two. And, but like just the first movie in general, I. I never thought it was the greatest movie that came out. Like, but at the time I think it warranted the hype because of the visuals and because of the world building and everything. Again, the plot is simple. It's a, it's an okay movie. I enjoyed rewatching it. Um, I just, I, I very much like that movie I, and all the acting I think is great. Sigourney Weaver, Zoe Saldana, like they're all great. So um, yeah, I still really enjoyed, but I love, I, the second one is miles above it that was going to be my second question so um to have a second question then since you loved avatar one you're over the moon for avatar two you're you're pretty you pretty much said that you know when james cameron puts his mind to it like he gets it done and it's phenomenal all that being said does that at all motivate you in any way to go back and rewatch two classics that you have definitely missed terminator one and two <laughs> uh sure why not i actually didn't know are those james cameron yes genuinely didn't know that um yeah absolutely that makes me a little more excited to go back and and watch those i feel i feel like i've seen parts of it but i definitely don't remember the movie it'll be a first time viewing also the second alien movie aliens sure. is also james cameron interesting <laughs> just to throw that out there. there may be a deep dive in 2023 of ko <laughs> watching some james cameron stuff because i yeah huge fan after this and then if you watch all those and you're like i want more true lies true. also starring arnold schwarzenegger <laughs> also directed by james cameron all right, all right. <laughs> i gotta let the the ever the ever building list of things ko needs to watch <laughs> I was gonna say I'm waiting until best stuff, but there's a there's a checklist of uh, homework assignments that I wanted to oh, recap with you. Just, just awesome because I'm sure our our seven faithful are are wondering as well if you've <laughs> at all uh, made any accomplishments on those. So we'll see. We'll see. My Christmas was was pretty good. Uh, long, long Christmas. Uh, lots of lots of family stuff, um, both with the girlfriend side of the family and my family. Um, it, it's kind of funny. You, you were talking about how you were excited about the, the adult gifts this year. Um, for my girlfriend's side of the family, they do a bunch of like, um, like white elephant type games uh, for Christmas. And um, there were a lot of adult uh, presents that <laughs> we ended up stealing that I got very excited about. I never thought that I'd be so excited for um, 
for kitchen towels. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I got excited opening a new toaster. That's where I am. I got a do. I got a four slice toaster where I have an old two slice toaster. I open that. Yes. So that was the adult side of things. Um, but then also there was there's a touch of childhood uh, for me this Christmas and um, a funny story to go along with it. <laughs> so it was early in December when uh, the lady wrapped her Christmas gifts and put them under the tree. And I had one gift from her and it was in a very big box. And she said that this gift the only clue that she gave me was this gift was very expensive. And I was racking my brain and I was trying to think and I was like, what did I talk about that I wanted that's so expensive recently that would be big? And I'm thinking and I'm thinking and I'm thinking. And finally, I was like, it's a PS5. And when <laughs> I said it out loud, the look on her face was, oh, shit. And I read that look as, oh, shit. He guessed what I got him. So for the whole month of December, I was like, oh, you got me a PS5 because there was two Christmases ago where You've she mentioned pulled... it. You've mentioned it on the podcast. <laughs> there were two Christmases ago where she pulled the same move on me. I misread that look. <laughs> oh, no. Um, it wasn't a, oh, shit, he guessed what I got him. It was a, oh, shit, I think he's going to be disappointed. Uh-huh. And so I opened up my gift and... Um, she still thinks that I'm disappointed <laughs> and is like, I need to get you more things. Cause when I thought, Oh, you got me a PS five. I was like, well, now I have to get you like a shit ton of expensive things to kind of like even it out. And, um, wasn't a PS five. It was, however, something that she said, I got this for you because I knew that it's something that you wanted a while ago, but I knew you would never pay the amount of money that it costs. And I was like, oh, so that's why yeah. you thought the S5. Yep. That... And I was like, I was like, okay, that's fair. Like looking at looking back, I was like, yeah, there's a reason I never pulled the trigger on it is because okay. what she got me was the daily bugle Lego set. This thing stands like four or five feet tall. <laughs> like it's, huge Holy it's shit. it's the whole outer exterior of the daily bugle on one side and then you turn it over and it's got all of the office buildings what? it comes it comes with 30 minifigures <laughs> this set is like five small to medium sized sets like thrown together into one because not only do you get the daily bugle you also get the spider mobile you also get um, parts of the building that explode out where you can have like Doc Ock come out or the Green Goblin fly out like oh, on cool. his glider. The sign like had the Daily Bugle sign like has bits and pieces that can mm -hmm. fall off. It's got the water tower up on, on the roof. Down below, it comes with a taxi cab. It also comes with a newspaper stand. Like it's got everything and it's got like every like spider-man like popular villain it's got like all of the popular like offshoot spider people like spider gwen and miles like also come in the box set it's also got like 
street level heroes that would maybe like team up with spider-man or go up against spider-man like daredevil and punisher like it's wow. got it's got everybody it's got sandman which you can build him up into like this giant like sand thing too <laughs> like it's huge it's it's a lot and it was a lot and i've looked <laughs> gotcha. at this thing multiple times online I've seen it a couple times at the Lego stores uh, when we've been in malls that had the Lego stores. But again, I was like, mm, I like Legos, but I don't like Legos that much <laughs> when I look at the price tag. And so that's what I got. Uh, it's definitely going to be an all day to like a couple days build. Oh, absolutely. I also had um, the Dark Knight uh, Tumblr. Uh, from Batman Begins, like that Lego set that I bought like seven months ago that I that I hadn't built yet. So I was like, I need to build this first before I even tackle the other one. You got a full weekend. Been... You could just set aside a whole weekend. I built the Tumblr, and that's mm. like a smaller set. That still took me three hours. I'm like, <laughs> if this small Batmobile takes three hours, this giant freaking building is going to take all day it's gonna yeah. take a whole solid day without interruptions <laughs> perfect and you can watch and, a movie or a show in the background but it's so big that like the only place that i could logically build it is the kitchen table so like i need a solid day to build this otherwise like we're gonna be eating around this lego set and hope that i don't lose pieces off the table or the dog right. gets them or the cat throws them on the floor or some shit like that so it, like I gotta find the right time to set some time, like to the side, so that I can build it, and then figure out where the hell I'm gonna put it once it is built. Cause it's it's big and it takes up a lot of landscape. And as Kyle can see every week in the little in the screen of my background, and like you were over, uh, oh, I know the rest of the, the room. summer. Yeah, it there's not a lot of space left to begin with, and that was back in June. <laughs> and so it's six months later. Mm -hmm. And uh spoiler alert, I've gotten a lot more things since then. So definitely gotta find a spot to put it once it's built. <laughs> or clear a spot to put it yeah. once it's built. So um yeah, overall that was my Christmas. It was it's pretty great time. Uh lots of time with, with family. Um bit of time to just kind of chill out and relax catch up on the christmas movies so now that christmas is done and over with it's the week before new year's the last episode of the year 2022 kyle was it a good year yeah <laughs> yeah it was <laughs> uh yeah especially because i was building my list for next week uh in order to avoid talking about my top three which i already failed at but um yeah i i i love this year and i like the more and more i look at maybe i'm just maybe i don't have uh the things that i didn't like on this list and that and that's why i don't think about those things. but there i can, i honestly can't think besides one project I can't think of many things that I disliked about this year. Like I, I, I think we got such good content this year. We got amazing content. We got all time content in a couple of these uh, this year. Like I, it's it's mind blowing to think of about what like you think about some of the earlier stuff that came back that came out in like February, March, April. Like mind blowing stuff that came out this year. 
so much came out this year that like some of it I totally forgot was even this year until like listening to other people's like top lists, like their top tens, their their favorites of the year. Like I had completely forgotten that Stranger Things came out this year. That me too. <laughs> I I have a list of 16 things here in front of me. And I guarantee you there's going to be one or two things at least that you're going to mention. I'm going to be like, holy fuck, that was this year, wasn't it? Yeah, Stranger Things was one of those things. I was looking through what I've watched, and I was like, Stranger Things. I was like, wait a minute. Was that this year? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, just an overload of content. Which, yes. which, which was, is great when you talk about content on a podcast. <laughs> it, it is. It is. And... <laughs> So much content that there were so many things that came out that we either A, still haven't seen yet, or B, mm -hmm. like, by the time we got around to seeing them, it was, like, way too late to even talk mm -hmm. about. And we probably still did mention it here and there, but, like, yeah. so much stuff. Yeah. For me, this year was a roller coaster of a year. Like, mm. like the highs were at, like, all-time highs, but the lows were also, like, pretty pretty far down there um i i can say that uh mentally i think this was a harder year than i've had in quite some time and mm -hmm. i've had some pretty hard years as of late um i i felt like this year was a bigger struggle than even like 2020 with the pandemic um just a lot of stuff going on in my life and not not all of it's been good and there have been some struggles that you know I've been been trying to work through, and uh, there there might have been some episodes uh, here on the podcast where listening to it you might have thought, "Huh, like he doesn't sound like he's really into this this week," and maybe that was the case. But ultimately, it was probably just like so many other like background factors that were that were in the mix of that that were just kind of um, altering either my my mood or performance that week. Um, so yeah, it, it, it was, it was a tough year, but then I also, we'd look back at the year, uh, this week, uh, a lot of us do and myself included. And I, I look back at all of the great things that we got this year. So many great TV shows that uh, there's a big chunk that I, I still haven't found the time to watch. Mm -hmm. So many great movies came out this year. It was a phenomenal year for music. Like mm -hmm. I, I, I usually build like a yearly playlist of like my favorite songs and looking at that list, I was like, huh, like there, there's some good songs on here, but it, but like looking at the list overall that I built, I was like, it, this was a good year, but it like, there's, there've definitely been some better years. But then mm -hmm. I also think of like the fact that my all time favorite band re-recorded and re-released in my opinion, in a lot of people's opinions, their best album, like that happened this year. One of my other all-time favorite bands, Yellow Card, made their comeback. Which at this point, it's been seven years. I I didn't think I thought that all of them had moved past it. A bunch of the there's a couple of the band members that are doing their own like side projects and stuff. Enough where. They they post about it enough where I thought, oh, Yellow Card is like in the past, but they made their comeback this year, and I got to go to that first show in Chicago. Like, never in a million years would I have thought that happened. Weird Al, 
<laughs> got to make his movie. Yeah. What? And that's just one of the things that my, I can list about Weird Al this year. That's like true. And my, and those those are like those are in like my top five, top ten like favorite artists of all time. And the fact that all of them had that biggest stuff come out this year, like, and that's just the music side. Like, right. so many great content in general came mm -hmm. out this year, which definitely helped me through this year i i can i can easily say um, oh yeah and like and this, like, like you mentioned like your top five artists whatever like my all-time favorite artist kendrick lamar put out his first album in what six years th th again this year and i mean bill burnham put out like a prequel or a sequel to his uh inside out like that my <laughs> it's really because you you said you make your playlist of all your songs for the year spotify does that for you i didn't know if you knew that <laughs> they they I do <laughs> but i i don't agree with their lists all I'm the time it's based on what like, you listen to brian yes and no uh <laughs> no i know because they also they've got algorithms and shit like that oh too. yeah like especially like my playlist that i make there are certain songs that definitely pop up more than others because oh, it's sure. like oh that makes sense like like the fact that uh Michael Giacchino was my top artist of the year and the Batman was like my most listened to music. I was like, I get that to a point, but like, I don't agree with that. Cause like there was a chunk of time where I listened to that and there was definitely months where every time I went into that playlist and I always put it on shuffle cause mm -hmm. I don't have any rhyme or reason to the playlist. Yeah. Uh, I, I can click on a song and then like within like the first three songs after that, song that i've clicked on they'll throw up like the batman mm -hmm. or they'll throw up like like a, a bigger artist or like a popular song that sure. i've got in the playlist like there there's algorithms and shit like that so well, that's yeah, why I like, you like it so that's why like i make my playlist and that no that's fair like that's usually my go-to like i don't know what i want to listen to but i want to listen to music been building this playlist throughout the year mm. let's click on that and listen to that I mean, I've been for the past, I mean, I don't know how long ago Spotify put out the wrapped, but I've been listening almost strictly to that playlist, uh, my top 100 since it came out. And it's like, it's such a weird collection of music where I have, you know, Kendrick Lamar, Dominic Fike, Connor Price, Nick D, uh, you know, just my normal people, right? But then I also have the Encanto soundtrack. I also have a lot of My Hero Academia theme songs. <laughs> I have Bull Burnham, a lot of Bull Burnham stuff on there. Like, it's just, it's such a weird, some wrestling theme songs. It's such a weird collection of music, and I love it so much. But yes, I didn't even think about music when I was putting a list together or anything like that. But the more and more I think about it, yeah, great year for music, too. Uh, going back to something that we, we talk about a lot on this podcast, uh, the ever... The, the ever-continuing debate of Marvel versus DC. I know a lot of people were disappointed with a lot of the Marvel content that came out this year. Um, not all of it was perfect. Uh, I, I liked some more than others. And I love the characters that we got. Granted, whether or not what they were in was phenomenal... The, the characters and like the stories that we got with those mm -hmm. characters i loved and then you look at the dc side of things and usually dc is the one that's that's struggling a little bit 
And when I think about it, I think the DC stuff that came out this year that I saw, I ended up liking more than the Marvel stuff. Uh, Peacemaker, I think, was my favorite show that came out this year. Uh, The Batman was one of my favorite movies that came out this year. And I would definitely rank those two things alone over a lot of like the Marvel stuff that came out this year. So like it it's crazy to think about that too because i'm a marvel boy make my marvel like but the fact that i'm like huh maybe i liked the dc stuff more this year like so it's it's interesting it says a lot and it's okay can i can i ask can i ask this question based on that then this what other than peacemaker and moon knight came out this year that you like would put close to i don't know if we're putting together a top 20 or something like is there anything else that comes close as far as dc yes because yes those two were very strong and those two are both on my list i loved peacemaker i loved the batman but is there anything else from it you know because marvel marvel is some people will say quantity over quality this year i'm just i'm just curious um I honestly don't know what else came out from DC other than those two things. <laughs> You're going to hate me saying this, but I think I had more fun with Black Adam than some of the Marvel stuff this year. I okay. <laughs> well, That's fine. <laughs> that, that's that's me being honest. Yep. Um I was that it for DC this honestly, year? Honestly, was it those three projects? There might have been like Titans and like some well, animated sure. stuff. Um Harley Quinn season three came out this year. Oh. I only got halfway through it, but I do really like that show. Okay. Um, All right. I've especially towards the second half of the year, which is when that show came out, or at least when I started watching it, I've been very ADD with TV where like I, I get in a certain mood and I'm like, yes, I want to watch this and only this. And then I'll watch it for, for a little chunk of time. And then all of a sudden it'll be like, Nope, I want to go and watch that and only that. And then I'll go and watch that. And it's, it's been a hodgepodge of mess <laughs> as far as my TV viewing has gone, uh, especially the second half of the year. And so Harley Quinn was one of them where I was like, I don't, I didn't remember a whole lot of season two and it had been a while since I watched that show in general. So like I binged all of season one and all of season two and then jumped into season three and then i got like halfway through and then i was like ah, i think i want to watch batman the animated series instead and then kevin conroy uh passed around that same time and then i was like well now i definitely need to watch batman the animated series yeah. and and then i forgot to look back at harley quinn after that so <laughs> that's so interesting because i i mean i again i love peacemaker peacemaker was like genuinely i'm so it's one of my favorite things I absolutely, I mean, John Cena was phenomenal in that show. But, like, if I put together just top five TV shows, I don't even know if that was, I think it was top five, but there's there was so much this year. There was it's so just, much It's just year. interesting because, again, the Batman was phenomenal. I didn't even consider putting it in my top three. I'll, I'll be honest. I don't know. It's, it, it was just interesting to hear you because I, one of my least favorite things for this year, Brian, was the Marvel hate. <laughs> I, no, that's fair. That's fair. Um, and that's just because like the haters are so loud online, oh, and yeah. I feel like, and I feel like that's especially been the case this year. Just like yeah. in general, to the point where 
when I'm at work, I, I listen to other podcasters that do like similar stuff to mm -hmm. us. And so many of them are getting burnt out with like Twitter and the online communities oh, yeah. about like everything. And it's like, it sucks that like the things that you love the most you want to talk about. And there are so many people that just like jump down your throat, whether you love it, hate it, or just thought it was okay. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's like, you can't have an opinion anymore without like somebody getting upset over something that's just the <laughs> internet that's just the internet nowadays um but and luckily we're small enough to to the point where like we get overlooked in all of that we don't get a lot of that <laughs> which is nice um no but like I, if, if there's two big reasons for the marble hate and i i think i've talked i've definitely talked about both of these before but like it's it's because of the infinity war endgame burnout where I think people's expectations were just so high. What's next? What are they going to do? And we need these big crossovers. And it's like, no, if you look at back at phase one, it's a lot of solo movies building up to these big movies. And I don't think people were quite ready to go back to that, which is fair. Uh, but there were still some big crossover stuff that didn't quite work. And there, there's a lot of reasons that that Marvel stuff uh, got a lot of hate. And one of the biggest reasons is something we talked about a lot during Miss Marvel and She-Hulk and a couple other things. Uh, the representation has changed in a lot of these Marvel uh, projects. And the big minority, sorry, not the big majority of people who uh, are angry at that are no longer represented as much. And that's a problem to them. So that's, a, you know, like, a, just because we're focusing more on women and more people of color and more ethnicity, like, there is unfortunately we're still in that world where there's still a lot of hate towards that so i i i've always applauded marvel marvel for going more into this i think they should have done it earlier but i i just i got i got burned out of the marvel hate this year i i basically just kind of other than talking to you about it and you know putting out my thoughts on on this podcast i kind of just stopped talking a lot of marvel stuff with a lot of other people because I, I loved it. I loved almost everything that came out this year. I mean, maybe love isn't the show. I, I liked everything that came out and I loved a lot that came out and just having to sit back and hear the hate about all this stuff was, man, was it getting old there for a while? Yeah. Um, I, I would agree. I would agree with a lot of that. Um, and I, I did like the majority of what came out yeah. this year as far as Marvel goes. And I think you brought up a good point about like, like the end game fallout. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think I definitely like experienced some of that too. We were, we were very spoiled in exactly the end of phase two and almost all, if not all of phase three, uh, as far as Marvel stuff goes. Um, and like I said, I, I liked every character that we got this year every new character that we got this year i i really liked moon knight i really liked miss marvel i really liked um i i really liked to see jane foster thor on the big screen i really liked america chavez and um and 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 all of like the the multiversal characters that showed up in doctor strange black like, panther the new blood i mean the evolution I, of the Black Panther. Yes, I really liked a lot of stuff that went on in that mm -hmm. movie too, and I I think it's just I I think it's the fact that like I liked a lot of stuff, but like sure. it, it was just it was just at that point where it was like I'm almost loving this, but you're not quite at reaching that, and like some of the things 
I'll admit the comic book lore knowledge and background that I have like affects some of that. Sure. Um, looking back, like I fit, I finally finished the Charles soul she Hulk run. And like, I understand the people that got upset with the show thinking that that's what they were going to get. Uh, it was close, but it, it didn't, it wasn't quite there. Sure. Um, some of the stuff in Black Panther we've talked about, I, I I felt like some of that stuff in that movie felt a little overstuffed and that that movie was a little too long because they tried to do a little bit too much stuff in that. Mm -hmm. we, we've talked about our gripes with Doctor Strange and how we had such high expectations for that movie and and some of the things didn't work out and, um, and Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, we, we talked about, we, we read the gore butcher saga yep. and we, we talked about how we expected some of the things from that book to show up in that movie that didn't or yep. just happened differently yep. that and and it, sometimes like that 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 stuff does affect it and so okay. but again i i didn't hate anything that marvel did this year i i i just didn't love it all and I, I think that's where 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 i sat with that and that i think that's where i think that's where some people just need to like yeah you can you can go on the internet and say yeah that was okay and then not shit on people who really liked it like it's that simple and with the abundance of content right now mm -hmm. if you didn't like it say you didn't like it leave it at that and then Move go on. on to the next thing go talk about something you do like bring more positivity to the world please go go talk y you didn't like miss marvel fine go watch obi-wan because that yes. came out this year too at oh the same exact time you didn't like obi-wan fine go and watch the boys because that came yep. out very shortly after that you didn't like that like there's just so much stuff that came out this year exactly. where it's just like it's not it's not worth it, you know? It's not worth the hate. And I think that's part of the lows uh, of 2022 as as well. Like I said, like the highs were very high. Mm -hmm. And the lows felt very low this year. Like it, it was definitely a roller coaster of a year. Sure. There's one more segment-ish thing that I want to bring up as far as 2022 goes. But before I do that... Is there anything that we didn't touch on as far as general 2022 that you want to jump into or that you want to talk about or bring up? I'm going to try to connect these together because <laughs> there's two projects specifically that I wanted to bring up and we obviously don't have to spend a lot of time on them. The live action animation. And yes, I know what I'm saying there. Uh, both the Chippendale Rescue Rangers and Sonic 2 came out this year. Yes. And both were phenomenal movies. Sonic 2, I think, over-delivered. Everyone was like, yeah, it's going to be a sequel to the, you know, surprisingly good Sonic movie. And all of a sudden, Sonic 2 was great <laughs> also. And then same thing it, with Chippendale. I don't think anyone knew that this Chippendale movie was coming out. All of a sudden, it was on Disney+. And everyone was like, oh, okay, let's watch it. And it's phenomenal. I've seen it like five times. It's so funny. It's so good. It's such a good nostalgia pop with, all the, with so many pop culture references like those two movies i think are slept on in the year of 2022 because of all the other content that has come out this year oh absolutely um sonic 
two. Like looking at my list of of movies that I saw this year, I'm I'm gonna have a hard time like even making a list for next week, which is another part of why we're pushing that to next week because there are movies like Sonic 2 where I'm like I absolutely loved that movie <laughs> yeah but there are like five other movies that I loved just mm-hmm. as much as that one so yeah. where does that fit Sonic 2 was was a we, we were spoiled with that movie because I I loved the first one and the first one just was better than it should have been and i think and i think like that overall like threw me off to the point where like two came out and i was like i remember the trailers coming out and i was like am i getting too excited for this movie because this movie is showing me everything that i want to see in a sonic movie are they going to deliver and sonic the hedgehog 2 the movie is the perfect sonic movie like if you love if you love sonic in general if you love sonic for the video games if you love sonic for all of his offshoot properties that he's done Mm -hmm. you're gonna enjoy this movie (laughs) like it gave you everything that you would want as a sonic Mm -hmm. fan uh and just makes me even more excited now for sonic 3 whenever that comes out yep all right my last the last topic of 2022 that i'm gonna throw at you oh boy who won the year i have a list of potential candidates and you can definitely add your own uh if you're thinking about it while i throw some of these out sure as i mention them so um honorable mentions I'll, i'll throw those in there david harbour (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Uh he not only had Violent Night, but like we mentioned, Stranger Things 2 did come out this year. He was really great in that too. It was earlier this year that he, it was announced that he's going to also be in uh the Thunderbolts. So I'll count yes. that in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh David Harbour as an honorable mention. Um I'm going to throw Four Years Strong in there just because not only did they have that album, but they had two tours this year. Wow. Uh, they toured with uh, Newfound Glory earlier in the year, and that's when they came to Wisconsin, and I was able to see them nice. um, at the rave. That was that was the same day as... Um, uh, was that... Sa- that was San Diego Comic-Con Day. Yes. Because I remember... Because I was texting you a lot of stuff. <laughs> you you were texting me, and it was but it was before the show started, and my phone was just blowing up with all of the Marvel announcements because like it was at that same time. So they toured with Newfound Glory then, and then they did the they did like a whole U.S. tour for the re-release of Enemy of the World. So they had two tours. They had an album come out. I, I threw them in, in, in an honorable mention because, again, they're they're one of my favorite bands. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite. They are my all-time favorite band. All right. Let's go into the actual nominees here that I have in my list. Sure. And there's a, there's, a, there's a list of them, so bear with me. Okay. The first one I'll throw out is borderline honorable mention to nominee. Yellow card, because they made their comeback. Again, something that I didn't think would happen. A lot of people didn't think would happen. It happened. And it was fucking great. 
and it's still happening that they've already got festivals that they're that they're going to be playing in next year now i can only hope that they release some new music fingers crossed (laughs) and come back to like the midwest area where i can see them again um so they're up there teenage mutant ninja turtles they had the last ronin which was one of the best turtles comic series to come out in quite some time some people put it up there as like top tmnt comics that's where they started they had uh the animated uh rise of the tmnt movie on netflix a lot of people liked that and they had two not one but two video game releases mm-hmm. the kawabunga collection that collected all 13 of the original old school ninja turtles video games and shredder's revenge which my opinion and a lot of people's opinions it's the best tmnt game that's made yet like it's phenomenal so that that earns a spot up there on the list we mentioned him already uh sonic the hedgehog he had his 30th anniversary last year Mm -hmm. but i felt like the main celebration was this year uh the idw comics passed the 50 issue mark we had the sonic the hedgehog 2 movie come out sonic prime is on netflix that came out a couple weeks ago i only got through the first episode of that but it was really good so far and sonic frontiers one of the best sonic 3d games to come out in years a lot of people are putting that up there towards the top of their list too sonic had a huge year Mm -hmm. continuing down the list now we're going to jump into some actors here miles teller yeah he had top gun maverick which Which... is one of the biggest movies of the year and he is definitely like a supporting role in that movie but big supporting role there's always certain movies and actors careers where you look back and go wow that that movie kind of propelled this guy to uh, top gun maverick is was that he was in that he was in i should have looked up the name of the movie he was in a movie with Chris Hemsworth on Netflix that came out this year. It was called Spider or something, I think. Um, it basically took place in like a mental type facility where they're testing these drugs on them. Miles Teller was one of the patients. Spiderhead. Spiderhead. So he was in that. And he was in The Offer on Paramount Plus, which was the series about the making of The Godfather. So he had a huge year. Yep. After not doing much in the past couple of years. So good for him. Next on my list, Colin Farrell. Yeah. Had a huge year. Yeah. He was in an indie movie. Again, I'm blanking on the name of it. Uh, it came out. That's getting some buzz, some Oscary buzz. He was in The Banshees of Inishirin, another indie movie that's getting a lot of Oscar buzz. 13 Lives. 13 Lives. Was was the first indie movie that I was blanking on. Yep. And he was the penguin in the Batman. <laughs> yeah, he was. Unrecognizable. Oh, absolutely. Disappeared in that role. He was phenomenal. I think, I think one of my favorite stories of 2022 is hearing the story of uh, people on the set of the Batman telling Con- Colin Farrell, this is a closed set. You can't be here when he's in the penguin makeup. Like yes. people not knowing that it's Colin Farrell playing the penguin. Uh, I think that is one of my favorites easily. He was so good that they're giving him his own spinoff series on HBO Max. 
Um, so you're in three big movies and you earned yourself an HBO series. I, I, I think that puts you on the, on the nominee list. Absolutely. Uh, your boy, James Cameron. Damn straight. Uh, I think Avatar, The Way of Water. I haven't seen it yet, but I think that puts him on the list just based off of all of the positive reception that I've heard about that. You know what's crazy? Avatar, The Way of Water made more money than Black Adam's entire theatrical run within the first weekend. Insane. <laughs> that means we're getting more movies, baby. <laughs> Keep him well, coming, he, James. He's already said that three is like 95% filmed, right? That was the whole thing. Trust me, I've done multiple deep dives into Avatar now. Yes, uh, he wanted to do two and three back to back because it's a, obviously his whole thing is a congruent story, but he wanted to make sure that two bled into three perfect. He didn't want the quote, Stranger Things effect, he said. Uh, yeah. And he wanted, so he literally, the. I think he. Sh I think both of them were shot back to back. The script they did not shooting. They did not start shooting two until the script for both two and three were done. This is why it took so long, people. He was writing two movies instead of one. So uh, that earns him a spot. Tom Cruise, Top Gun Maverick, the movie that brought the theaters back to life. Um, for those who are casual moviegoers and don't know this. Our movie theaters were in a bad state uh, beginning of this year. Uh, a lot of movie theater chains were starting to go under. A lot of movie theater chains were starting to declare bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. Movie theaters weren't doing great because there weren't a lot of movies that were coming out. There weren't a lot of big movies coming out that were drawing the general public's attention. And there were still quite a chunk of the general audience that were not comfortable going back to the movies yeah. because of COVID. Top Gun Maverick changed that. Uh, Tom waited. He's like, nope, we're going to put this movie in the theaters. They wanted to put this movie out in 2020. They wanted to put it out in 2021. They wanted to put it up. They wanted to stream it. Tom Cruise put his foot down. He said, nope, we're going to wait. And now this movie is towards the top of the list for potential Oscar nominees. And, and not on, it sits at the top of a lot of people's yes. uh, best movie of the year. Yeah. It's Which one, neither of us have seen it yet. <laughs> I was going to say, I was just about to say, it's one of the four movies that I'm trying to squeeze into yet this week. It's Wednesday recording this, and I haven't watched any of those four movies yet. <laughs> and, yeah. And not only the movie itself, but his promotions for the movie and him telling people to go to the, all of his videos that he has put on social media, where he is standing on the top of a plane as it does a fucking 360 nose dive into the, like the, all the, all the skydiving videos that this dude is awesome. He is while, so cool. while filming mission impossible yeah. that reckoning part one. Yeah. So not awesome. only, not only is he like, yep. I had this phenomenal movie come out this year, but hey, keep your eyes out because I got another one coming out next year, which I know I've bugged the crap out of you about it already because you haven't yet. 2023, one of your uh, New Year's resolutions has to be to catch up on the Mission Impossible movies because they are absolutely phenomenal. And I, I can guarantee that you'll like them. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Add and, to the list. <laughs> and, and because 
when Dead Reckoning Part One comes out, I'm gonna want to talk about it. So you got you got till July. <laughs> oh, all right. I to fuck, catch up I on six movies. I think if I don't if I don't start them by March, that's when you need to start bugging me daily. Yep. <laughs> hopefully, I will, I will put those to the top of the list because those do sound fun. So Tom Cruise is on that list. Um, Ethan Hawke. Yes. Is on this list because he was in fucking everything this year. Two things on my top. You 15. turn on the TV, you put in a movie, you go to the movie theaters, and you've got an 80% chance you're going to see Ethan Hawke in some way, shape, or form. He was in everything. Even, even newer movies that I watched over the Christmas weekend that I didn't even know he was in, he's in. Dude. And I'm I'm keeping it I'm keeping it very vague because there's one in particular that I that shouldn't I, have just looked at IMDb for. Yes, that, that that's I okay. Watched, that's cool. That I watched where I was like, wait, what are you doing in this movie? Ah, oh, I'm a little mad that I just ah, I'm a little mad I, that I just if saw it's, that. <laughs> if it's the one that that I think you saw, it it's it one was, that I mentioned to you I think before we started recording. Then yes, yeah, I'll say this it. His appearance is mostly fun because I didn't know he was in it. No. He does not play a big role at all. That's he's perfectly he's, fine. He's mostly there and it's like, hey, and then he's gone. <laughs> so um yeah, he was in everything this year. Oh. So which I'm not which gonna is, lie, I put the black I put the black phone on my list, but that was 2021. No, that was this year. Why does it say 2021? IMDb's wrong because remember that was my birthday movie. I was gonna say that was in theaters, but I could have swore. Yeah, that what that came out the day before my birthday, and we went on my birthday to see that movie. That's what I thought. Yeah, IMDb's so, wrong on that. Definitely one. this year. Okay. Yeah, uh, Black Phone, Moon Knight. Uh, he was in quite a few commercials. He was in a couple more TV shows. Yeah, uh, he was basically everywhere in twenty. He plays Batman in a new TV series. Yeah. Bat wheels. What? Yeah. Everywhere. He was everywhere, everywhere this year. So uh, that automatically puts him on the list. Yeah. And uh, Weird Al. Yeah. Mentioned him before. Uh, not only did he have his movie, he did a world tour all year that ended like right before uh weird came out on roku where he had to start promoting that also a little spoiler for uh the best stuff there was a weird owl graphic novel released this year <laughs> that i'm gonna be talking about <laughs> so all of that like it, it, it was it was the the year for weird owl so sure. he's nominated on the list for that and last but certainly not least and I think might be the winner. James Gunn. Mm. He started the year with Peacemaker. He had the Guardians Christmas special. Yep. And he's been given the keys to the DC universe. I think that that automatically gets you the win. I mean, yeah, as much as I mean, I'm a little biased here, but yeah. <laughs> James Gunn. Yeah. I mean, plus, I mean. Technically, I think he was involved in Thor Love and Thunder 2 for those first 10 minutes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. I mean, giving, <laughs> being given the keys to an entire 
franchise with some very beloved characters. As much heat as he might be giving for some of the decisions he's making, which again, I defend him for all the time. Uh, yeah, I absolutely, I, I might have to agree with you on that. And the heat that he's been given is very unprecedented at this point because A, we don't know the overall plan that they're coming up with yet. Of course not. And B, we haven't seen anything yet. No. If you watch his first couple things that that his reign puts out, because granted, 2023, all the DC properties that are coming out next year are still under the old DC regime. Mm -hmm. They've they're got they they are already made, they're already in the canon. That they, they've got nothing to do with them other than the promotion at this point. Mm -hmm. So, but if you look until... at the, but if you look at the things he has already put out, fucking the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker. Yes, I mean, those are some of the best DC content that's come out ever. <laughs> and look at what he did with Guardians. Something yes, that even the hardcore fans are gonna have to remember. You did not know who they were. Only the sweatiest of sweaties knew who the Guardians of the Galaxy were. Yep. I didn't even know who the Guardians were before that movie came out. I remember when that movie was announced, and especially when the trailers were starting to come out, my non-comic book friends were coming to me, and they were like, you, you're the comic book guy. Who are these people? What mm -hmm. should we know about them? Should we be excited for this? And I was like, got no fucking idea. <laughs> and it blew everybody away, and now Guardians is one of the most well-known Marvel properties. It went from completely unknown to known and that Guardians was the reason that i'm into the mcu as much as i am that was james gunn yeah. he's he's got the resume mm -hmm. now you gotta just let him do the work yep. and don't judge him until you've seen the finished product mm -hmm. so yeah that list of nominees of who won the year is just a little taste of the good that we got this year and yeah, I I think I think James Gunn won twenty twenty two. I had a, I had a couple different winners in my head while you were reading through all those, you know, Miles Teller, Ethan Hawke. But I mean, I I yeah, James. Was Gunn. there anybody that I missed that that you could that you can think of? Not specifically that I can think of. No, I was trying to. I was trying to. The, I was thinking of some categories potentially. I mean, like I think Star Wars as a whole. Had a very 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 good year as well, um, yeah. But it's hard to it's hard to pinpoint that as one person. So um, yeah, I you, think you could have just. Well, I threw out Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Sonic. Yes, exactly. As, That's true. As nominees, so we, we can throw Star Wars in the mix. I think yeah. I I, 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 would, I would agree with that. I think Star Wars gives James Gunn a run for the run for his money. I think Star Wars is like a number two for me because because of Andor because of. Uh, Bad Batch was last. Well, maybe Bad Batch was earlier this year. I can't specifically remember, but uh, uh, Obi Wan, like I, everything that they did this Tales year, of the Jedi, Tales of the Jedi was so good. Oh my god! Yeah, I think everything that Star Wars did this year was. I know everyone uh, didn't love love Obi Wan, but I, I was gonna good. say the only real stinker I think was Boba Fett because <laughs> that and even that got good because it turned into the Mandalorian, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, oh my gosh. 
small quick tangent. You know the thing that pissed me off the most about Boba Fett? Let's hear it. It was one line in the last episode. It's one of the last things that Boba Fett says. Oh, no. I don't exactly remember the exact wordings, but he says something along the lines of, was this all even worth it? And I was like, when your main character is questioning the point of this whole show at the end of it, oh, I was like, are you kidding me? It's not even that's not even the worst line in Star Wars, but that's that's up there. Oh up my there. gosh. I I remember when he said that I was like, did he fucking just question this show at the very end of it? <laughs> Is he trolling me right now? That's fucking hilarious. And I oh I I didn't hate hate that show. There were still a bit of that show that I liked. I liked all the Mandalorian stuff. I actually yeah. really liked the Tuscan Raider backstory flashbacks yeah. that they did. Yeah. It was they everything. Just did them, they did it was weird. all the present day stuff that I was just like, this is not working. Which they also, the way that they jumped in flashbacks, it was bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that's 2022. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's your general overview. Your Midwesterners general overview of 2022. Like I said, Next week we're gonna have our lists. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna jump into our categories of our favorites. We'll we'll throw in some stinkers in there too, just just to mix up the conversation a little bit. But mm -hmm. the full focus of 2022 conversation is gonna be next week. Yep. This week was just our general overview thoughts. Um, yep. Yeah, it was it was a roller coaster of a year, but I don't think it was it, it was not a terrible year to say the least. Um, I will give a quick spoiler for next not a quick a, a quick teaser for next week two Ooh. of my top three were mentioned this week Ooh. Ooh, there was something we didn't even mention that's in my top three for next week i'm so excited i'm so excited to talk about it all right so there you have it folks before we can wrap this episode up though we need to jump into one of our favorite segments on the series the best off recommendations of the week Kyle, are you going to talk about Avatar again? Yeah, I'm going to go into another half hour. No, I uh, yes, Avatar is my best stuff. <laughs> Listen to what I said at the beginning. I'm not going to give anything else. Go see Avatar. Spend the three hours. I even bought the Ultimate Tub because it's already out at Marcus Theaters. You get your popcorn. Go. I, I will say there was a point. I looked at my watch. I was like, I do need to go to the bathroom. Do I need to? Oh fuck! There's an hour left. Okay, no, nope, fuck <laughs> it. We're gonna we're going through, and uh, yeah. So be prepared for that. But that's when that's when you chug the rest of your soda and you pop the lid off and you do a quick. And... <laughs> <laughs> you know the theater that I went to was empty enough. I probably could have done that. Um, yes, no, absolutely. Please, 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 please go see Avatar: The Way of Water. Uh, it's so fucking good. I'm I, I've had I've got it on my list of things to see this week my my oh shit i need to hopefully see this before 22 is over 2022 is over so that i can technically consider it to be the best considered in the best of 2022 avatar one and two because i haven't seen the first avatar since it was in theaters sure. back in 2009 i think it came out so yeah. It's been way too long. I don't really remember anything about the storyline of what happened in that. So I definitely need to rewatch that. Then Avatar 2. 
Top Gun Maverick, like we yeah. mentioned. Now that's on Paramount Plus, I was waiting for it to come on there um, since I missed it in the theater. And then, last but certainly not least, Banshees of Inisherin. Uh, it's one of the Colin Farrell movies that we mentioned. It's very, it's being very buzzed right now for Oscar nominees. Um, and it's a movie that came that when the trailer came out, I was like, "This looks interesting. This looks like it's got a lot of dark humor to it." It's a movie that had such a small release that I missed it when it was in Marcus. But now that it's on HBO Max, like I'm I'm gonna try to watch it this weekend. So that's my homework of the weekend on top of my the Daily Bugle set, on top of trying to get home to see my dad again for New Year's. So it's it's stacked, stacked fucking weekend. Yep. Um on top of opening the uh the secret of the use turtles that came in the mail this week, which again, another, another, uh, tick that, that turtles have for 2022. They had some great action figures that came out this year, especially the, uh, secret of the use, uh, movie mm-hmm. turtles, uh, absolutely phenomenal. My best staff recommendation of the week is a little graphic novel that came out, mentioned it not that long ago. The illustrated Al. Weird Al's graphic novel was released by Z2 Comics. This is a company that is collabing with a lot of music artists to create comic books. And this comic book is um, a collaboration of 20 plus different artists artists coming together to uh, visually present weird al's songs so it's like i think it's 20 let me quick count um it's it's a handful of all of weird al's like most popular songs the lyrics are on the pages and it's like the illustrations of what's going on in all the songs uh we got songs like dare to be stupid amish paradise the hardware store fat uh, the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. Your horoscope for today: like a surgeon, trigger happy, Yoda. Yoda. Everything you know is wrong. My all-time favorite Weird Al song: Albuquerque. Mm. Uh, Nature Trail to Hell smells like Nirvana. Mm. The night Santa went crazy. White and nerdy. Midnight Star. My own eyes and Jackson Park Express and more. All these songs are illustrated by a different artist. They've got the, the lyrics on there. I bought the oversized hardcover slipcase. This book is like tall. It's it's <laughs> like over it's it's like a foot long. Like it's it's wow. tall. And it's you get the full experience spread of it. The art is absolutely gorgeous. I haven't paged through the whole thing yet. I'm currently reading that in Spider-Man Life Story, which will probably be my best stuff for next week because that book has been phenomenal and hopefully will be a future uh, Midwesterners read uh, book. But the Illustrated Al, you can get the regular size paperback graphic novel on their website. I think it's like 20 bucks. It's definitely worth picking up if you're a Weird Al fan uh, because... Some of the illustrations in there are absolutely wild, and it's it's a gorgeous book. It's more of an art book 
than like a graphic novel, but it it's kind of considered a graphic novel because it's done in the style of it. Uh, Weird Al has a quote in there that that's basically like I don't remember what it is word for word, but it's basically like like my whole uh, career has been dedicated to the fact that like I can finally have a graphic novel based off of my life out in the world or something along those lines, but it's. Nice. It's great. It's awesome. It's a gorgeous book. I highly recommend the the oversized slipcover, but if if you got if you're on a budget, at least pick up the regular trade paperback. You're not going to regret it. The Illustrated Al by Z2 Comics. Get it on their website z2comics.com. And that is our best stuff recommendations of the week, and we have been your Midwesterners. That's M I D W E S T E R N E R D S. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Midwestern Nerds. We are the Midwestern Nerds podcast on Facebook. If you'd like to send us an email, you can send that to MidwesternNerds at gmail.com. You can find and stream and listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to and stream your podcasts. Please remember to rate and review, share and subscribe, be kind, please rewind. All of these things help this podcast to continue to improve and grow and be the Midwestern Nerds podcast that you, the listener, want to listen to. Next week, we will be in a whole new world, a whole new year, but we will still be looking back on the year that was 2022 with our favorites and least favorites <laughs> lists of 2022. So stay tuned for that. For your Midwestern nerds this week, I've been Brian Stoffel. And I've been K.O. Kyle Olson. And whether it's beer, brats, comics, or just life. Keep it nerdy.